Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we are back by popular demand with our most popular questions answered, if that makes sense. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Uh, Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you had a great week, and we're going to do one of our most requested episodes today in which we answer all of the most commonly asked questions from the public. Yep. Yeah. Uh, We will give a little brief synopsis of what's happening out there in the market, as we always do, and uh, it's quiet. Yeah, (laughs) it's quiet. (laughs) There's tumbleweed blowing down the streets. There kind of is. It's, it's, and it's changing, I have to say, like it's changing. Um, Every day, it seems like it's changing. Yeah. you know, right when you think, I don't know, there was a, there was a time there a couple of weeks ago, I thought, oh, it's kind of picking up. Yeah. But so do you think we're in a buyer's market now? I, yes, I guess, I guess so. I mean, although, you know, our have m- we been in the buyer's market before? If you're going statistically, it has to be about, I think six months yeah. supply and we don't have that yet. Um, but we do have definitely you know, all indications are kind of that it is a buyer's market. Um, it's just weird. It's a weird time. I can't really kind of put my finger on it and don't really know what to expect. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, I uh, did an open house this weekend that was fairly busy. Uh, one day, significantly busier than I expected. But nobody, there's missing a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Nobody seems to be thinking about doing anything. Yeah. There, it's really a complacent buyers. Yeah. Buyers are complacent. Yeah. And, um, you know, Toronto, Toronto's real estate is crazy. And, um, you know, I hear, heard frequently on the weekend that we think interest rates are going to go down. So we're going to wait for that. Mm-hmm. And... You know, one person came in and said to the others who who were standing in the kitchen saying that, that makes no sense. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that person. And I just, I didn't say anything. I wanted him to take the lead in the conversation. Like, yeah, and what he, he said. He got it exactly right. <laughs> yeah. He said, this house will be 1.2 when, when interest rates go down. Yeah. So why aren't you considering it now? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but this I think that's what's leading to the complacency. I, I don't, don't know. It's mind boggling. Yeah. Mind boggling. Um, and that is one of our questions we're going to talk about today um and it's something that maybe we'll talk about that one first okay which is that which is uh what will interest rates do okay which is kind of leads into yeah let's just talk about this one what will interest rates do and what should i do about it and people are as you say not sure what to do. They're waiting. They're sitting on their hands. They're making all kinds of excuses. And we did talk about this last week. And I think it's worth mentioning again that there is a significant difference 
I've noticed with people who have success in real estate with those that take chances and look at the long term and those that live in the right now and are completely overwhelmed with what's going on today. Two years ago, they wouldn't buy because the market was too hot. Today, they're not going to buy because interest rates are too high. Mm -hmm. You know, tomorrow, they're not going to buy for another reason. They just find excuse after excuse. And meanwhile, had they have bought something mm -hmm. years ago when they first started thinking about it, you know, here we would, here we would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of view it in terms of people who um, buck the trend. The successful people right. are, you know, rushing into something when people are rushing away from it. Yeah. And those are the successful people that I run into. So yes. I think it's both things. I think it is mm -hmm. too. And it is interesting. Like I do, I do understand, right? Uh, the, the concern and the fear, like I do get that. Um, but I did see something posted the other day and I was going to post this on our Instagram, but just I'll, I'll mention it here. In 1971, that was a long time ago, the interest rates were 7.3%. They did not go down until 1993, 22 years later. Can you imagine if you were somebody sitting back waiting for interest rates to drop and not buying and waiting for 22 years mm -hmm. for that to happen, how much rent you would have paid mm -hmm. and how much those prices went up in mm -hmm. value in those 22 years. Right. And this particular thing that I saw said, the value of real estate during those 22 years quadrupled. And that's just any snapshot of time, yeah. right? Which is, we say yeah. the same thing here. And it said, uh, you know, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. Right. Oh, that's, I like that. Line. I liked it too. Yeah. No, and that's what this guy in the kitchen yesterday was saying, which I agree with completely is it's a false economy because you're waiting for an interest rate to drop. But while you're waiting, when, whenever that happens, that house of the, the price of this house is going to be beyond your reach. So where it's a false savings. Like yes. it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And, mm -hmm. and it is a little baffling to me that, that people don't get that. I don't know if it's, if it's just because society we've been in this false. It's because maybe it's, it's all many so buyers have ever known. Yeah. Um, but then leading back to your question, like, I mean, that one lasted 22 years. And my answer to it is who knows? Yeah. You know, uh, what's going to happen to interest rates. Right. Um, but you, you can't, hear things, but who knows? But and who knows? to what extent is it relevant? And you can't, and, and I always say this because I'm, I'm always baffled by because you can't get it. You can't really think that real estate value is going to go down so much that you're going to lose money, right? Like long term, like nobody actually thinks that, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if we look at the price of, of property every year, year over year over, over all this time, you know, they, they don't, they don't think that, right? Mm -hmm. Or do they? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Well, I guess. I mean, I ran into uh, people on Saturday morning while I was walking my dog. And um, they told me that they lost $175,000 on their house from 2021 to when they had to sell in 2022. Now, 
first of all, you didn't lose the money because you didn't yeah. have that in the, to begin with. And then with. secondly, I don't think so. There's something fishy about that. There is. Mm-hmm. Um, and prices did drop in certain areas, but they also went up yeah. too fast in the first place. Yeah. But I'll, I'm, I'm going to... But you do get I'm gonna point a few people who out. say that. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about... Okay, so the average price... Right, let me go back. Let me go back to... Remember 2008 when things were hellish in the economy crash we had our and recession and <laughs> and we were selling real estate in 2007 okay this is when we thought you know things were great 2000 2007 the 5 year rate was 6.45 the average price of a home at that time was 353,000 in the GTA okay wow. mm-hmm. 2008 the five-year mortgage rate was 7.54. And the average price was 375. So things st- were still going up. Then, of course, we had our little mini mm-hmm. recession. And interest rates started to come down. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to fast forward now to 2011. Mm-hmm. I was still young. Yeah. The five-year mortgage rate at that time was 5.19, and the average price had risen to 425. So it's gone up almost 100,000. Mm-hmm. If we look at five years later, average price of a home, 631. Mm-hmm. If we look, let's say, five years later, average price, 839. Right. Right. So this, this points to what we... We, how we see it. Now, three years later, in this terrible environment, average price is $1,038,000. Mm-hmm. So, and price in average five-year rate is only 6.49 now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand what people are thinking here. Like, the average five-year rate only went down to four-something. Yeah. And now it's six. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy to me. I I think it just has to be that for so many of the uh, demographic that is considering buying now, they just have not known this, like this kind of environment. I don't know. So it's completely alien to them. But like, Like, I'm thinking people like our age and older, they Mm -hmm. would get this more, I think. Right. They would understand it. So even, even though the average price was highest in 2022 mm-hmm. for a property. So yeah, we've dropped since 2022, but we're going back up. So 2022, the average price of a home was 1.24. Right now it's a million and 38. But in 2021, it was 966. Mm-hmm. And this is this is uh, in the month of October. Mm-hmm. So we went from 966 to 1.2 and a half to a million and 38. Mm-hmm. So even if you only bought two years ago, you've still made money. Mm-hmm. And just look at this history. So the people I met must have bought in the one two. Sure. And sold at the one. Yeah, because yeah. they got caught. Mm-hmm. But that's very few people. Yeah. So again, I think it's worth really you know, looking at, at all of this and making an informed decision and not getting swept up. Yeah, and you, so you can't, I guess the message too, is you can't look at the interest rates in isolation. No. You have to look at the bigger picture. Um, and and you have to listen to the media, the pundits, and what they say is going to happen with a grain of salt. Too. With a grain of salt. So I say I don't know what's what's going to happen with yeah. interest rates. Yeah. I, I don't know and nobody does. No. Mm-hmm. No. 
No, you don't. But what I do know, absolutely, 100%, is that there is never a time that prices were not going to go up. Because right. if you bought even all these people that... I, I had clients 10 years ago. Oh, the market's too hot. Oh, it won't go up in value. Blah, 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 blah. 10 years ago, by the way, the average home was 482. Mm-hmm. And now it's a million to 38. You've doubled, more than doubled your money in 10 years. 10 years, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, like what, no- what do you think nothing, it's going to go back to yeah, that? Yeah, there's nothing to suggest that for the first time in recent history, that's going to change. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And even if we go all the way back, you know. Like in 1996, I think, were the earliest TREB stats. 205 was an average yeah. sale price. I mean, and the GTA real estate market is unique in the world. This is, this is a place where increases in supply mean increases in demand, so increases in price. You know, theoretically, in economics, that shouldn't happen. No. But, yeah, prices are, you know, in the long term, despite some dips occasionally, it's, uh, real estate is the most sound investment you can make. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's our little blurb on that. Um, okay. So that kind of led into the other question that we get all the time right now is, should I sell now or should I be waiting until whatever? Yeah. Insert. Yeah. Yeah. That's the question. What's your whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people now are speculating whether they should wait until the new year. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you tell people today who are wondering whether they should sell now or wait? Uh, Well, I guess in short, I would say it depends. But um, it depends on where I am, what I have, what my motivation is for selling. I mean, we all have life events that uh, require us to make a real estate decision so that takes precedence whatever the market is Mm -hmm. if you have to you have to Mm -hmm. um and um you know i if i had a perhaps a downtown condo and all things were even i might wait yeah uh but if i had a detached home in north toronto don't see any reason to wait yeah um uh so i would and you know typically in a year we slow down mid-December for maybe about six weeks. Um, and so as we get closer to that, um, where we're in like mid-November now, that's a consideration. But to me, that maybe is less of a consideration than other years. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess my answer is it depends. What do you think? I would say pretty much the same. And I think there's, you know, the big thing about that is it depends yeah. what you have and what yeah. your needs yeah. are. Obviously, but yeah, no, I would say, I would think the same. I think like, you know, we talk a lot about bucking the trend here. Yeah. And I think if everyone's waiting, maybe now is not the time to wait. I mean, you don't want to go to market when everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And if you have something that is unique or fabulous, you're marketed well, you're priced strategically, mm-hmm. everything is doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, even I think the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, I would go ahead now. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, part of that, it depends is because we only know what we know now. And what I know now is, um, you know, I have clients looking in North Toronto and there's nothing of any significance or particular, particularly strong, you know, mm-hmm. quality available. So mm-hmm. if I had something and I was hemming and hawing, there's no way I would wait. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, if my situation was uh, strong enough and I had a little downtown condo, um, I might consider just the benefits of holding on to that yeah. for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, so it all it does all depend. It does all depend and everything goes in a cycle. Yeah. So if you wait, I mean, you know, the other question we get asked all the time kind of on that note is, you know, what is going to happen with prices in the new year? Um, and I think, again, we'd be speculating, but certainly from my perspective, it seems like because everything is cyclical, you know, we should see a little more activity pop up in the new year mm-hmm. in terms of buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. People can't sit on the sidelines forever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rents are expensive. Prices are going, yeah, still going up, yeah. Um, despite what people think, and I think that's also the the misconception is that prices have dropped, and they did, but they are going back up again. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and we just finished a conversation about um, maybe the um, about holding off because of interest rates, and maybe how that was not financially astute. Mm-hmm. So, if you're in a position where you're you find yourself thinking about holding off because of interest rates, but you have something to sell, I would sell, I would list. Yeah. Yeah. To try and, you know, get in, make a move. Yeah. Uh huh. What I do know for sure is if uh, interest rates do go down, prices are going to go nuts. That exactly. We know that's happening. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And so if that does not happen, I Mm -hmm. still think all these people waiting for that to happen are Mm going to get tired of it Mm -hmm. and buy. (laughs) Yeah. So if if you realize the wisdom of buying now, uh, because it's a little bit quiet, um, but you have a place to sell, sell. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. So that's the case in which I 100% would sell. Um, My only area of the city is if I had a tiny downtown condo, those just seem to be flat. Yeah, they are definitely flat. Yeah. There's a lot of inventory. Um, but again, I think even those, I look at some of them and I think if I had my hands on that, you know, it would look so much better and people would oh, want to yeah. come in and see it. So even there, yeah, um, you know, with good attention to marketing and home preparation, I think, you know... Th- Things are definitely selling. Yeah. Um, I so think you're right, though. I think there's like it. a lot of agents that don't want to spend any money on right, anything right Right, because they, they see yeah. they're sitting, so they yeah. don't want to invest in them, and that's why they're sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we are going to be listing a couple of downtown condos, and I'm fully optimistic about, about them mm-hmm. because of the effort we're going to put into selling them. Yeah. By the way, there's 2,287 yeah. downtown condos That's what I told. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's just south of Bloor. And now, you know, how many of those are decent? Yeah, well. Less uh, than half. (laughs) And and when I look at them, um, and I have a little bit lately because we have these listings coming up, you know, I would say some, if not most of them, um, are not decent, but through no fault of the owner or the condo itself, it's the agent's effort. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, agent effort matters now more than ever. When you're competing with 1,999 of something that's exactly like you, you have to stand out. Exactly. And these sideways pictures from your phone are are not going to do it. They're not doing it. They're (laughs) not cutting it with your tenant stuff in there. By the way, 1,500 of those are under 700 square feet. I know this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Interesting. What I want to know, and maybe you know 
because you do more condos than me, is can you find out how many of those that are listed for sale are um, tenanted? Not really. Yeah, no. I mean, there's probably a way you could filter that actually by by ha- who, like what's occupied. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like occupancy. Anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll look into that. That's just um, from my own personal knowledge. It would be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. You could do that field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could do that, I think. Interesting. Yeah. We, we are going to look into that. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, lots of different factors when it comes to when, or should you wait or should you not? But I think, you know, I've told a lot of clients, like the problem we have right now, I think is right now there's some good deals to buy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you may want to expedite your selling process because Mm -hmm. there's something that you want to buy. Yeah. And I think that that's got to come into play too. And just remember guys, like you're buying and selling in the same market. If you are buying and selling, it is in the same market. So when prices are down, prices are down. So it shouldn't really matter so much whether it's when prices are high or prices are low, you're still dealing in the same market. Right. Yeah. So we often get asked, should I buy first or should I sell first? And in this market, my um, preference or predisposition would be to sell first. Yeah. Um, But what happens when you find that dream place that's available for now, like right now, and you have a place to sell? Yeah. So let's talk about that because um, that's one of our other questions Mm. is, you know, buying first or selling first. And I'm just going to answer your question Mm. about vacancy. Oh, okay. uh, Occupancy in condos. So of the 2,300, there are currently 716 only that's not, not that many. I think that's a lot. It's Out a of third. like 2,300. It's yeah. a third. Listed as 33%. either vacant or, sorry, tenanted or owner plus tenanted. Oh, okay. Oh. However, if we throw in vacant, which probably were tenanted, we're up to almost 1,700. Mm-hmm. 1,700 out of... The 2,300. Out of 2,300 are either tenanted or vacant. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Owner occupied... Right? We have 573. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I, <laughs> a big sigh. Mm. So, okay, going back to, yeah, that question, uh, you know, you see something you really like, but you've got something to buy, and should you buy or sell first? And this is such a hard, hard question, and I think that we, under normal circumstances, I would be the first one to say, absolutely you should sell first, 100% every time. And I fully believe in that. However, I've come across a couple of instances with clients in the last couple of months where they have seen such their dream property. It's a great deal. They live in Toronto, both, both people, this happened to me, so they feel like we're going to sell our place for sure. Not, they don't have downtown condos. Um, you know, they have homes, so we're going to take a chance and buy first and have, give ourselves a long closing. Yeah. That's the only thing you can do. That's the only thing you can do, Mm -hmm. but it is risky. There are risks to both decisions. There are. Buying or selling first. Yeah. Each comes with, uh, a risk and it all depends on your personal risk profile. Um, you know, for me and for many of my clients, I want to know First of all, for sure that my place would sell. And secondly, how much money I have. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm a, a fan of selling first for that certainty. Yeah. But, you know, that comes with risks. As yeah. I had people uh, tell me this weekend, you know, where do I then go? If yeah. I sell first, what do I do? And uh, so, you know, there are, there are um, risks to both. And that's more of an issue, for example, if you have young kids. Um, but um, if you see that dream house... Before you've sold your house, mm-hmm. the only thing you can do is have a, a nice long close. That's kind of it. And, and, then, and then work with a great agent to sell yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's you, and you have to understand the risks yeah. either way. You have to be. Because you don't want to miss out on what you call your dream house. I know. Yeah, no, you don't want that. This yeah. is life. But if you're tied to a number, mm-hmm. you know, and even, you know, you even have, good sound advice from your realtor or whatever and they tell you it should sell for x mm-hmm. you have to know that there's got to be some flexibility there mm-hmm. because the market changes really quickly right yeah, now on a dime on a fly yeah and it's I'm, week and to week it is week to week and i've never seen that quite like this before and so what so i you have to have a bit of a buffer a, there a real buffer good mm-hmm. buffer maybe 50,000 maybe mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. um so that you know if you're on either side of that it's going to be okay and if you bought in the peak and now you're trying to sell you might lose money mm-hmm. like that's just how how it is and you have to be okay with it mm-hmm. and know that you're making the right move for the right reasons right. and all of that stuff right so I think that's important. Right. Yeah. So, you know, in an ideal world, yes, you would sell first and also give yourself a long closing so yeah. you can find something to buy. Yeah. But it doesn't always work like that in reality. And, I, and oddly, you know, I used to be so firm about that, like sell for sell first. But now I feel like I kind of am, I really do understand the other side yeah. of why that can't happen sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, our job is really to prepare everybody for the risks that's invo- mm-hmm. risks that are mm-hmm. involved with that mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Um, and you know, and that answer changes a little bit market by market when it was so crazy. Um, I was more open to the idea of, of, um, buying first. Yeah. If everything automatically, you know, sold so easily, but yes. it's just now things are not selling so easily. So I've had to kind of in moderate right. my answer to that question based on the market. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to be current and know what's going on. Yeah, you do. And I think you have to know what you're selling too, right? Yeah. Like I never ever would have thought that things wouldn't sell like if you're in the city, but I think there are condos out there that will not sell. Yeah. They won't sell no matter what the price. So I don't think it's a price issue. I think they're just not, some of them are not selling Yeah, right now. So if you have a house, it, it will sell. I'm yeah. convinced of that. Yeah. But if you have a condo downtown yeah. and you're a dime a dozen condo, you might not sell. Yeah. That's that not right so now. Then don't buy. If you so own. then don't buy. Yeah. Maybe I think probably in two, three months you'll be fine. But yeah. like right at this particular moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you yeah. need that money for your purchase, yeah. don't, you can't count on that right now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's switch to something I thought was uh, a great question and something that actually I've been talking to a couple of people about recently is that um, I hear all the time from people 
who have children, oh, my kids will never be able to afford to buy. They'll never be able to afford to buy here. You know, it's so unfair, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I saw a stat recently that said that if you, let's say for argument's sake, you have um, a, a kid who's living at home and they're in university or just out of university and they can't afford to move out. So they're still living at home and you charge them $250 a month to live there. And you take that money and you put it away for them. After five years, that's $15,000 that you would have saved for them. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, most people, if they're working, can give you 250 bucks a month, even $500 a month. Imagine if you could make that kind of an arrangement or just imagine even that somebody, anybody instead of buying that pair of shoes once a, once a month, put away that 250 or $300 into an account and didn't touch it. I think most people on a decent, on an average salary could probably put away $300, whether it go into an RSP or just a savings but account that, or something. That's always been the case. It's always been the case, but I don't think people are looking at it like that. Yeah, it's and again a generational thing maybe. It's a generational thing, and I think that... Um, you know, when I hear people talk about how they'll never be able to afford to buy anything, but they take Ubers everywhere. Yeah. And well, you know, in a different context, I've, all, I've had that conversation with my husband who would buy two coffees from Starbucks every day. And I said, that's a vacation a year. Yeah. Is it really that important to you? Right. Like, right. But this concept of sacrificing and saving or putting off your um, something you want immediate gratification with like is just so so many people have such a hard time with it whether you're saving for a vacation or a fridge or a home right um people setting aside that money is hard so i just thought that when i looked at these numbers and thought like at you know even at three hundred dollars a month which really is is nothing i don't think right for most people like they wouldn't even notice it that's almost twenty thousand over Mm -hmm. five years that i thought to myself if i started that at 18 years old with my child mm-hmm. and they were a, I was able to give them a $20,000 check after when they're only 23, you know, and they were able to maybe get, depending where they live, but they might be able to get something mm-hmm. with a $20,000 down payment. I don't think people look at it in those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just get tired. I really get tired of people saying that they can't afford, they can't afford, they can't afford. Oh, poor me. They're never going to be able to afford. And I think that you just have to look at things differently. Yeah. I mean, with a, our, our generation, uh, the moment I graduated from university, I had to start paying full rent, full market value rent yeah. to my parents. And they would never have considered giving me it back. Right. Never. Right. Like that. And even if I asked my dad now what he would think about what you were saying now, he'd say, no. Yeah. Buy your own damn house. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's I changed. It is changed. And I mm-hmm. think like I could go on either side of that, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying if you're, you know, I, a lot of my friends have kids in if university you're in right now and they're all saying, you know, oh, I, oh, my kid's going to live with me forever. And I think that's, I think that's fine, but take something from them so you can oh, yeah. give them back, make them be responsible. Yeah. And I think like most people sitting here listening to this right now have children living at home for free. Yeah, see, that's alien to me. Right. But I guess it's the case. Yes, it is the case. And Mm -hmm. I think like that, and it means nothing to, and I'm talking about kids that are working. I'm not talking about kids. But like for me, I thought, you know, 
no, you can't live here for free. I'm, you're going to give me rent, but I'm going to give it back to you later. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. Uh, I think I would. I would take the rent and not give it back later. I'd yeah. use it for my own purpose to buy something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was too influenced by my yes. strict father. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so just food for thought. I think like there are, you know, we've talked about this a lot too. I mean, if you only have, let's say, you know, you say, let's say you've saved up $20,000 and, or maybe 30000 whatever the case may be, and you can't afford to buy a house in Toronto, then buy something somewhere else mm-hmm. and right. start We've making some money mm-hmm. because that's going to be 10% somewhere. Yeah. And wherever it is, start getting in the market. Stop making excuses. It's going to be 10% somewhere. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So to continue to stay at your parents or continue to rent, but if you can't afford to buy here, buy somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Start making smart decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that, that leads directly into another frequently asked question is where should I buy an investment now? That's right. And we're, we're supporters of buying outside of Toronto. We are. For that very reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of this is going to depend on what kind of uh, money you have, right. right? How much you have um, and how involved you want to be. Now, I'm going to preface this as we always do by saying buying outside of the city doesn't mean you have to manage the property. Just hire someone to do it. Easy. Now, there are lots of of different um, news reports that there's speculation about, you know, where prices are going to drop the most or where they have dropped the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to tell you from my, because I read some of these, I'm like, yeah, that's not true. Um, <laughs> like people say, Durham, Durham region has not dropped at all. But I would say where I've seen the biggest uh, decline in prices right now is Hamilton. Mm-hmm where it went up, you know, really high, it's come down a fair bit and you've got still really high rent and, um, prices are still going to continue to grow because a lot of people can't afford to live in the city, but want to live in a city. And that's kind of the next place you go. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've seen deals there that I hadn't seen in a long time. So I would definitely be looking at Hamilton. Yeah. I would be considering London. Mm-hmm. I would be considering um, Niagara region and Barrie. Those are places that I would be looking toward where you know if they've taken a small hit, they're going to just, these. there's no reason for these communities not to keep Con- growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. agreed. So those are some places I, c- I would uh, mm-hmm. be looking at. I would also be looking at, I think if I was going to buy another one right now, it might be Thunder Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, or something like that. And I think that, um, I don't know if there's a lot of growth there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good thing to Sudbury. respond to your friends who say their kids will never be able to afford. Yeah. Have them live with you, buy yeah. elsewhere. Right. Because that doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. Um, and then they will be able to get out of your house. Right. Mm-hmm. At right. some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think. No, I would kill for my kids to, to move back and live with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a catch 22. Like you want them to be close, but I want mm-hmm. them to be independent. Mm-hmm. I know. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. But we'll have to see how we yeah. feel about that Handle when they that. do move back mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might be having this conversation two years going, oh my <laughs> God, they're never moving out. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Anything? Those were, yeah, that was it. I think those yeah. were our most questions. I right? think we, we have a few more questions. So maybe we'll revisit this Um 
kind of topic for pro- another podcast, but I think um, yeah, we've rambled on and on and on enough with those few questions. We have, mm-hmm. and I think we've done uh, we've done a good job with it. Yeah, yeah, good, good. All right, so uh, you know where to follow us. Make sure you are um, subscribed here too, so that you can get our latest episodes every week. Don't forget to follow us on our social channels, which is at the Janelle Cameron team. And do us a favor, please, and rate this podcast. If you don't mind, that would be awesome. We would really appreciate it. And uh, we love to hear your questions as well. If you have any, just send them in. So thanks again, everyone. Have a great week and happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com, that's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com, or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.